I'm Captain Clay Hornsby. Can I fix you some tea? No, 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 your other port side! Captain Blankley hasn't had a drop of tea since the party of 73. <laughs> Captain, come in, come in. You poor soul shouldn't have tried to come to the colonies today. You are a traitor. Take the captain to my quarters. I thought you said you would get them back in order. We're not about to get friendly just because we're about to die on this godforsaken island. You mistake me as some kind of pirate. We are now pirates. Race it, Jolly Roger! Drop the jibs! Hoist up the weapons to deck! Prepare for battle! Get her and let's release her to freedom. Landlubbers. Their hull is taking on water. It won't likely be afloat for another couple hours. I miss home. My poor misguided boy. Come, talk with me. History will be written, and you will be known as the Tyrants. I would kill to be an admiral. I feel like I'm about to crack Jenny's teacup with this wooden mermaid! Found it! That has to be the crew delight! Man your stations! Where did you say the bounty was? We're merely a vessel of war. Dying without my name being remembered would have to be my greatest fear. So we just got finished recording Captain Fearless, and I actually have the Captain Fearless or the Captain Hornsby in this case. So, Captain Hornsby, how's it going, Mia? Hello, I am the man, the myth, the legend, Captain Hornsby, but I don't sound like Captain Hornsby because I'm the voice of Captain Hornsby. I'm Angelo Cruz. Thanks for having me on, John. It is an absolute delight. Man, when I first heard your voice on the the audition, <laughs> it was just, it was gold. I'm like, I have to have that guy. And then as soon as I heard you do the episode for the, the last episode, so DEN, um, Denver yeah. International, I, I knew I had to get you on here and, and be one of my interviewees. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad. So I want to go over a couple things, but let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Tell me about your acting history. Like, do you have any any history of acting, or is this your first go round? What's going you on? You know, I uh, as we we briefly discussed before, I listened to Paige Elena's interview, and you know, she was saying how she'd gotten like an acting degree, and she had you know had a history of acting, and then I'm like, wow, how can I? I, I can't I can't top that. <laughs> I had just started just acting in general uh, this past year in July just voice acting and just acting like the only extent of acting that I've had was running the spotlight for a musical that my girlfriend at the time was in so I've had little to no acting experience before but I think as far as voice acting I've, I've always had like an interest in that I think it goes back to when I first watched, I think it was Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. And it was, I was like a little, a little, a wee lad. And this is after I'd finished Star Wars and I'm like, wow, that was great. And then I look at the credits and I see Mark Hamill as the Joker. And I'm like, wait a second, like that Mark Hamill? So I looked it up and I was like, whoa, this guy can also be this guy? And that like blew my mind. So from there, like the world of voice acting just, it just fascinated me just seeing you know, these people that don't look like the characters, but they can play them and feel them so well that it it 
it's just as realistic as an on-screen portrayal. So being able to do that and is like it's it's just a, it's just a really cool job. <laughs> it really really is. So you mentioned Mark Hamill. We we yes. talked about Mark Hamill on the last uh, interview. That's right. But you know, if you're talking about people who look or don't look like who they uh, who they're portraying, you know, uh, H. John Benjamin for, uh, for yes, the guy who plays yeah. Archer, Bob's Burgers. Uh, that that guy is nuts. He has great great voice, but he looks nothing like any of the characters he ever. Portrays. Oh no, he, he doesn't. <laughs> like when you see when you see Archer, you know, you're like, wow, this is handsome guy, and then you look at him, and he's just like. Some fat chubby, or uh, some some chubby bald dude. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> no, I, I love yeah, H- that's that's going on the floor. <laughs> no, I love I love H. John Benjamin. Come on, it's out, it's out of love. I, I say that yeah, like he's... I know the guy. Like, oh, me and John, they, we go way back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I heard an interview with him, and he actually had a he did a comparison between the role of Archer and the role of Bob. Mm-hmm. And it was it was crazy because it's like, yeah, it's the same voice. It's the same actor, obviously. But it kind of, it sounds like the same voice. But then he did a portrayal of of Archer and then he did a portrayal of, of Bob. And it's like, he had all these hesitations and everything with Bob and it's like an unsure... Yeah, He's it's... not charismatic by any means. But then he did Archer and... Archer has like all the authority and he's just like, talking and it's it's so crazy to watch one person who can have essentially the same voice do two entirely different characters. Yeah, it, it's really crazy because I think that's the latter half of voice acting, the acting portion, which was something which was really what hold, held me back from wanting to voice act because i'm like yeah you know like i do impressions with my friends or whatever just for laughs and, and giggles oh i'm sorry can i curse can I? <laughs> it'll be edited out okay for yeah. giggles and it, uh, it'll it'll be a clown horn <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um you know i wasn't sure if i could actually act because i had never acted before like i don't have a theater background or anything so uh just in the year or uh, month of july you're the year of our lord 2020 i uh, just decided to to go for it because i was actually introduced to casting call from a friend of mine who he's a huge huge star wars nerd like he's um he's pretty much like my brother uh for all intents and purposes so i just call him my brother but we had actually managed a project that uh which i'll get to later a little bit uh, and we used casting call to get all of the actors, and we found some serious talent on there. Uh, just an amazing group of people to work with. After a while, I'd had casting call for about a year, a really long time before I actually started to use it. And in July, my friend called me up. He's like, "Hey, there's this role I think you might be good for. Maybe you can audition for it." Here's the casting call page. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I'll check it out." Uh, I didn't end up getting that role, but I looked more and more to see what projects there were and it was it's a mix between some original stuff mainly fan stuff but there was one that caught my eye which is blue star kingdom and i uh auditioned for the duke which i did get uh and it was like it's this original like space drama type of thing and of course looking back i'm not sure if it's released yet i don't know the the status of it but 
I, I hope it doesn't get released because the audio is really bad and like there's like there's like a bunch of mic popping and and you hear and you hear me go like oh hello there I sound like Bane talking through the mask and stuff so like uh, that was, that was my first experience but I think the one that really got me was uh, I I got the role for uh, the Hobgoblin for a, a fan Spider Man audio drama podcast. And that was like a really big deal to me because it was like a series long endeavor. It was a, it was like eight episodes. I've only I've only done the first one, but the second episode is released, and they're working on the third one. So I'm really glad to have gotten that role because it can it had me realize that oh, people do like my voice. <laughs> yeah, you know when we were doing the episode den, I. I because we do have this as a visual medium as well, I can see the actors talking. And I watched Leo when you were talking. I don't know if you noticed this, but when you were doing your first lines as Morris, he was his eyes were huge. He was like, <laughs> what? This is coming out of who? And then to find out that it wasn't just that you were doing it, it's not your natural voice, but it's like you're not manipulating it using technology. You're not changing it with your with the computer or anything. Right. It's just this is who you are. And then you know, when you were doing the Morgan Freeman impersonation and you're doing all these <laughs> other impersonations, it's like I am I am dumbfounded by how you have that, that range, that ability and here I am thinking, oh yeah, I could I can do like Mickey Mouse, I could do like Goofy, I could do I could do other voices that are just ridiculous, but I don't have that kind of like depth. And I always wanted to be that guy who's in a world this summer, just... yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I have this like the nicest hatred that I can have towards somebody towards you <laughs> because you know I just. I, I envy what you what you have to offer. You've now done the uh, the Spider Man one. Did were there any other projects before you got involved with Mercury Theater Podcast, or was there um, was there more? Yeah, there were a few. Uh, I can't remember specifically like specifics, but I had gotten cast for Batman a few times, Joker a few times, and there was as the Joker. Yeah, yeah, he's. Really I'm fun so interested. I'm interested to hear like a, a Joker impersonation. A Joker like, voice. Is I know it's it's the da- worst. Dance monkey dance. On, but... Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now I go for like the the Mark Hamill s because that's the one that I grew up with. Well, that's the one to go for. Yeah, of course. Like if you want, if you, can, you want a voice. If you can, yeah. You pull off the Mark Hamill Joker. That's. That's dynamite. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I just caught it. You know, I just do things. That is interesting. So it's like, it has more depth to it. And I I thought that, you know, the immediate thought that I have when I when Joker comes to mind is kind of more of a higher pitch. Mm-hmm. And but everybody's rendition is different. Like if you watch the Joaquin Phoenix version yeah, of yeah. the Joker versus watching the Joker from uh, Dark Knight, from the Dark Knight, you watch Heath Ledger's version of it. It's just it's they're entirely different characters, but they're yeah. still the same character somehow or another. Like in the in the world, but yeah, it's. 
it's a lot of fun. So not traditionally trained, but you do have history now with with projects per se. Yeah, a small history. It's mostly fan stuff, but you know I've done original. I did a game recently that was interesting. <laughs> um, like a like a video game. It's it's like um a visual novel. So are you familiar with visual novels? I don't. I, for our listeners, at least. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's like um you know like they'll have the the uh, the characters on screen with with dialogue like the dialogue boxes at the bottom, and um it's meant more to be experienced rather than directly played. Uh, so I'm not sure what to compare it to, but I guess, I guess the easiest is like maybe Doki Doki. It's like Although, fan fan dub stuff. No, it. Uh, it's like I don't know how to describe it. Um, like there there will be characters, just like just like art of characters, and it'll be like uh, this box at the bottom with the character name and then text, and then obviously it'll like read that. Pr- pretty much voicing an animatic almost, but the player quote-unquote, is indirect of the pace of the animatic. Okay. I guess is the best way to describe it. So, like, I'll, if I were... You'll have to send me a link to something, and then I'll, I'll add it to the show notes so that anybody who's confused like myself can just watch that. Yeah. Well, the game hasn't <laughs> been released or anything yet, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, but... It could be something similar, but we'll, uh, we'll go on. So, tell me... So, do you have any skills outside of obviously your your golden voice <laughs> my silky smooth voice no um so actually yes because voice acting no matter how much i do it i still consider it a hobby like i'm not sure if i would want to like it would be fun to make it a career but my main goal is art i do sequential art which is art for comics storyboards stuff like that which i'm currently uh going to college for and the to, to kind of bring it back to earlier with the project that we were doing for cast and call was going to be uh an animatic with this sort of dream project of mine it was it was called uh the raiders of arizona it's like a post-apocalyptic type of thing but you know i just got too busy with school and and other stuff and i just wasn't able to continue it or at least bring it to the standard that i would have liked to plus we hired the voice actors first which i realized i should have never done uh it should usually be like the last things that i do for a project like this but i figured i want these characters to have voices but that that ended up not coming to fruition it's not it's not that it's gone or anything it's just i don't have time for it now i care about it too much to let it go yeah, it becomes a passion project. Yeah, it's definitely a passion project. Yeah. So you do you actually do the drawing yourself or Yeah, or I that? I did the character designs. Uh I was going to do some of the uh animatic portions. I had started learning animation programs like uh, Open Tunes, Adobe uh, uh well, it used to be Flash, but now it's Adobe Animate. So I was learning those a little bit and it took me forever. To not not like animating. The animating was the easy part, but learning the program, making sure it didn't crash every five minutes, trying to have it so that my 
the cursor that I was drawing with was matching up with the speed of the screen. It was just so much stuff that I'm like, yeah, I might want to have someone else do this because I just, I just can't right now. Yeah. Uh, but so, so trying to get that little thing out took so much effort and I'm just like, I, I just don't have time for this right now. So what you're saying is you're volunteering to make my cover art for the, for the podcast. So anyway, yeah, I, uh, I, that was real smooth. Um, from, from here out, do you have, you have aspirations of sticking with that, the the animation process? So would you be doing any comic books or, or what's the, what's the expectation? I would ideally bring back that project in some form. I would like to work for Image Comics. The thing about Image Comics is that um, all of the all of the rights for the characters belong to the to the creator, so it doesn't. It's not. It's. I think it's like a joint rights or something like that, where part of the company owns it, but you also own it as well. So you know you can do whatever pretty much. <laughs> So it's not like you're not signing your soul away is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like Spider-Man was immediately lost to the Marvel. Exactly. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose some people if they, uh, they find out that it's DC comics. (laughs) Like, Hey, you should know this. (laughs) But is it also like storyboard stuff for, for movies and such? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, storyboarding. So, you know, like the, like the sketch of animation, the, the basis that the animators have to work off of, which a lot of times when you're bringing in an animated project or any, those are often the ones that need to be in it for sure. You can't just have a blank thing with some in-betweens with nothing going on. You need to have something always going on in an animated proof of concept. So those storyboards kind of take that place. Yeah. So we were talking about your aspirations earlier and you mentioned that there was something that you wanted to speak about specifically. So what, what is this? Yeah. So, so I have some, some past experiences with, uh, some, some not so great, some good ones, some really good ones, and then some not so great projects. And, and it's just been half a year since I had, since I had started. So, so I kind of got like a, a range of what to expect. I don't expect if I make this a career, I'll experience this in the industry or anything, but I, I, I'm prepared for the worst. <laughs> so there was one where I, it, it was for a project where I needed, there was a lot of lines. I was the main character. The only upside was that I didn't really have to change my voice because it was just, it called for a very gentle, uh, caring person. But I mean, my, my voice is like mid to low, so... That's, that's a little hard for me. I'm pretty much typecasted at this point, but, (laughs) but this, but the point is this role broke that typecast. So I was, uh, doing lines like this and it was a lot of like paragraphs upon paragraphs. And, uh, it was like every other day, Hey, I changed the script to do this thing. But the way that they worded it was like, Hey, uh, you actually read this before I edited it. And I'm like, like, that's my fault. (laughs) <laughs> like you like you couldn't wait and then say actually don't read this yet i'm going to change it or something like that to have or have the script ready 
for me to read it. Yeah. So it was it was just boggling that they didn't have that ready for me to to read, and that happened multiple times. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. So you know. how many of your projects, I guess by ratio, are they on a visual medium like we are on Discord, or are they all just audio? Like what? Zero. Well, actually, I, how do you mean like visual? Do you mean like animation? So the or way that mean... we have it set up for Mercury Theater Podcast is that whenever we're doing the record, we get the majority of our actors in the Discord channel so we can watch each other and we can play off of each other's mentalities. And mm. I feel like a lot of people are only getting the record, like they're only getting their script and they're reading their script. Whereas we're bouncing off of each other's attitudes. So are there any others that you've been using that have this this method? You know, now that you mention it, I think you're the only person, you're the only director to incorporate this kind of reading. And that is a fantastic... John, let me just take a second to say you are the best director that I've worked with. <laughs> and that is no that is no exaggeration. You are the best director that I've worked with. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like blushing over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, you know, when, when we're reading our lines, you know what works and you know what doesn't work. And you'll say, oh, just take this part out or read it like this. That's what they need in a director. But... There are other directors that don't do that, that I've had, yeah. So there was this other guy that, uh, pretty recently, so I had auditioned on Casting Call, which Casting Call, it seems right now, it is my only way of getting into the voice acting world, so I I can't take it for granted, but... There's a casting call where someone had commented. There's that little red notification bell that just gets me all giddy every time I see it. So I click on it and they say, uh, hey, you audition for Nightwing, contact me on Discord. It's like, okay, awesome. So I contact them on Discord and they're like, hey, so we're going to be doing a call and uh, we want you to be there. And I'm like, cool, was it casted? And they were like, all right, see you tomorrow. So <laughs> we were sitting in the call and... It was about five minutes past, and it was about seven to ten of us in, in this call. And he wasn't there yet, the director. So we were like, uh, it was um, a uh, an English gentleman. It was like, you know, uh, here in university, if uh, the teacher doesn't come into the first 15 minutes of class, we're legally allowed to leave. So <laughs> we were like, okay, all right, bet. So 15 minutes goes by. And he's like, all right, maybe he's just running late. 30 minutes goes by. An hour oh, goes no. by. And we hear nothing about this guy. So we're like, okay, screw this. I We're not putting up with this. And three hours later, I, I left the call after that hour. Those three hours later, he messages us. And he's like, hey, sorry, caught up with stuff. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I, okay, so I'm I'm gonna be nice here, and I'm just gonna say that it was not okay for you to leave us in that call. If you are going to have a call with all of your voice actors, getting all these people who are not even cast yet, by the way, to do these lines for you, 
you need to or you need to be sure that you're gonna make it on time. So he's like, yeah, look, I'm sorry, I messed up, and now they're actually with his mod team are is finding a new way to organize and get things out, which is good. But it was really it was really bad how they handled that situation. So that was a very yeah, recent I, one. I definitely. I definitely try to to contact everybody periodically and be like, okay, so remember, in a week from now, we have the record date. Okay, in two days, we yeah. have the record date. An hour beforehand, I'm like, we still have the record that's happening. And yeah, so, yeah. You're, you're I, very good at I that. try to make sure and because, you know, it nothing's worse than a flake. And, you know, it's, you know, we actually experienced an opportunity for me to recast somebody because they just flaked me flaked like 30 minutes before the record happened and i'm like well <laughs> i have i have to i have to replace this person on such short okay. notice like it just like that's that's a clap for the, for the curse <laughs> well, i'm i'm listening to my records once <laughs> once they're happening i like the process that i've i've established but i have no experience actually having done it with anybody else like under anybody else so i i'm not too familiar with if I'm doing stuff too early, too late, or if I'm doing anything that, you know, everybody else knows to do, like maybe the scripts should be going out more than 24 hours ahead of time. But I like to give it 24 mm-hmm. hours ahead of time because one, that gives me more time to write it because honestly, I was still writing after I sent you guys the script. You know, it's fresh on somebody's mind when they're they're reading it for the, you know, within 24 hours yeah so it, it changes things uh, and and if i can kind of interject with my directing experience which was with just that one project see you john kind of kind of have like a with with the exception of the amazing georgina uh you have a pretty local with with, with time zones or whatever it's not like a huge issue when i was directing that was one thing when one huge thing that I had to consider. So, so we had someone from Germany, and she couldn't she couldn't record because it was like six hours ahead of EST, which is my time zone. So, she couldn't record with our Australian actress who was twelve hours ahead, and we kind of had to organize like, okay, so this group will read on this day, and this group will read on this day, uh, and it it made things a little more complicated, but. It was just something that I would have never imagined to that I would have to consider when doing something. And this was before, like, the pandemic that we knew for sure that would be an issue. So if I or any of the listeners wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do so? Well, they could just call my cell phone. It's... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so I have an Instagram, uh, Y Hedgehogs Fly. That's the letter Y Hedgehogs Fly. I'm also on Twitter at Flying Hedgeman. I kind of mix those two around, like to be creative with it. Uh, and those are my two social media that I use the most. And I say the most because Twitter, I barely use at all. And I only use Instagram, but by comparison, those are the two that I use. So okay. tell me, why is it yeah. that you do use the, the white hedgehogs fly? Why, why do hedgehogs fly? You have to tell me. It's actually a, it's actually a pretty sad story. <laughs> Well, do you, do you want to okay. go into it? <laughs> okay, like if if it's too dark that you can cut it out. <laughs> I like but... dark. I just don't like dirt. Like I, I have to 
No, it's not. It's not like horrifying or anything. But uh, well, it's a little horrifying. But anyway, so I had this hedgehog <laughs> for <laughs> starting it out like that is already like the worst thing I could do. Uh... <laughs> we had a catapult. <laughs> And I threw him in the air for a second. No, but, um, so I had this hedgehog, uh, I named him Sonic. Very creative. Yes, I know. And, uh, I can't remember what, what it was, but my dad ended up cleaning the cage, which this hedgehog cage, you know, we had like, it's pretty much a hamster cage. We had a bunch of, uh, the wood shavings in the bottom. And then he had a little house inside the cage that he could sleep in. So my dad was cleaning the cage and he sprayed like a bunch of Lysol in it. And yeah, and I don't think he realized that he forgot to wash it off. And so, uh, yeah, Uh, and yeah, so I am my hedgehog's fly and the fly is like flying to little hedgehog heaven. (laughs) So that's, that's what, why hedgehogs fly. That's where that. That's where that comes oh, from. God. So I keep that as a as a reminder <laughs> of what I lost that day. And here we have actors so, <laughs> calling you like Hedgy, and they don't they don't understand. Like, it's <laughs> Hedge. Hedge is a popular nickname. Yeah, for me. that makes sense. Angelo, thank you so much for joining us today, and definitely don't forget to listen to Captain Fearless when it comes out on January twenty fifth of this year, Angelo. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, John. It was a lot of fun. Before we totally sign off, there is still the free giveaway for Mercury Theater Podcast stainless steel water bottle going on right now. Just email me at john at mercurytheaterpodcast.com with your name. Again, email your name to me at john at mercurytheaterpodcast.com. That's theater spelled the right way, R-E. Or subscribe to the newsletter on the website for a chance to win said water bottle. Links to follow Angelo Cruz and myself are in the show notes. Oh, and if you like what we at Mercury Theater Podcast are offering, please give us a five-star review wherever you can so other people can hear this too. Keep an ear out for Captain Fearless, which publishes on January 25th. Until then, I'm John Batcher.